0: Welcome back to James Cameron's Titanic Scene by Scene. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. Now we are talking about the scene titled Reflections of the Past on the DVD scene selection. And I I love this title. It's a good one. It's perfect for everything that happens in this scene. It's just so good. So this scene opens with Rose flying to the Keldish in a helicopter. Uh, and I love how loud the score gets at this moment.
1: <laughs> Super intense, like helicopter, yeah. helicoptering in an old lady.
0: Yep. And I love the way she's holding her little dog yeah. in the window.
1: Okay, so she has a Pomeranian. Yep. I don't know if you knew this, but...
0: The Pomeranian's on the actual ship.
1: Yeah, it's actually, is one of only three dogs to known to have survived the disaster. One of them was a Pomeranian. Mm-hmm. I thought that mm-hmm. was cool.
0: That's probably a nice touch by Cameron. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. Little, he
1: does these little Easter eggs. Like, there's so many Easter eggs in this movie. If mm-hmm. you're like a Titanic uh, aficionado,
0: or just Easter eggs for stuff within the own movie's universe. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, <laughs> it's like there's so many little things. Like I had mentioned, yeah. setups and payoffs, yeah. which we're gonna be getting into. Exactly. So this scene pretty much kicks off with uh Louis Bodine, once again we said played by Lewis Abernathy, who's just so great, so natural. Yeah. First line. She's a goddamn liar.
1: <laughs> he instantly hates Glor- uh not Gloria Stewart, but Rose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh There's some funny moments in this where he goes, like that Russian babe, anesthesia.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like anesthesia. Anesthesia, yeah. You know, the stuff that you inhale when you go in for surgery. (laughs) (laughs) Anesthesia. (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. You know, he says, you know, that that he he started doing his research on her. Mm -hmm. It's casually giving us um, exposition on Rose's life before we actually get to know about her life and and i think it's also interesting the way they tell us a little bit about her life after the titanic we we get to see that through her photos at the very end of the movie Mm -hmm. but you know just just telling us these little things i love it so you know so he says rose de died on the titanic when she was 17 right that's right (laughs) if she had lived she'd be over 100 by now 101 next month okay so she's a very old goddamn liar
1: so, i can't believe she's 101 that's insane
0: yeah i know but i but i like that though because think about it like what does she have to gain
1: yeah like fame
0: from being 101 years old and lying about she's this like, like,
1: i want to be famous now okay. <laughs> <laughs> i've done everything else
0: she's not gaining anything from this um so so that's how you know you got you kind of got to know she is uh, telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So he says, "I've done my research on this woman, going all the way back to the 20s, where she was working as an actress." There's your first clue, Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I love these lines. And then he says, "Her name was Rose Dawson back then. That she marries this guy named Calvert. They move to Cedar Rapids, and she punches out a couple of kids." <laughs> Again, I know this whole movie.
1: <laughs> I was gonna ask you like, heart. how, like, if you actually know, like, before we started, I was gonna ask you if you. Actually, no, like, verbatim. Could you just recite the movie? Oh,
0: yeah. uh huh. That's crazy. Yeah, many scenes. I know, literally, inflection for inflection, <laughs> line by line. I mean, yeah. my
1: favorite movies, I mean, I probably haven't even seen as much as you've seen Titanic, but, um, <laughs> yeah, and I can still recite almost all of it by heart, so I'm just as, uh, assuming you can uh, recite most of this. I mean, even though it's, yep. like, a three-hour and, what, 15-minute movie or something? but
0: Yep. Yep, and so, so, yeah, so, her name was Rose Dawson, back then she marries this guy named Calvert, then they move to Cedar Rapids, and she punches out a couple of kids. Uh, now Calvert's dead, and from what I hear, Cedar Rapids is dead, and everybody who knows about the diamond, it's supposed to be either dead or on this boat, but she
1: knows! Wait, why did they think she died?
0: Oh, see, this is interesting because, okay. well, we're obviously we're not there yet. Okay, but I don't know if they say. she ends up taking Jack's name, so. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, Dawson, right? Okay.
0: Yeah, so, like, Rose Bukater was never uh, recounted as a survivor. Interesting. You know?
1: I didn't really think about it. I didn't uh, make that connection ever when I watched this. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you know, she would have married Jack, right? I mean, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, he died, so I'm, you know, eternally his, you know. It's yeah. cool.
0: I know. It's so difficult to talk about this movie without jumping ahead. I know. To, it's, just, it's just, you know. I mean,
1: it's good. I mean, people who are listening obviously know this story, but.
0: Yeah, um, but, but it's just, but you know, you want to try to think of it as someone who hasn't seen the movie yet and like analyzing true. in that case why it works. Yeah. But, but again, this is why it all works once you see the whole thing. Um, but no, I always did love that line, you know, saying about, you know, how she died. Yeah, and
1: that's super cool. I didn't realize it Because
0: it, because it does tie into everything later. Interesting. And again, it tells, it tells us about her life, you know, marrying this guy with the last name Calvert and having kids and, and all this. And that quote about, but she knows. I just wanted to mention that because my mom and I quote that all the time. I don't know why. It's a like, very
1: like uh, memorable just delivery how he says that for some reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just something about it. My mom and I, just every few days, there's something that comes up where we end up saying something like that and mom always says, she knows. Oh, man. And speaking of that, there is something I kind of wanted to... Mention In our introduction episode, there were a few um, comments and stuff that I wasn't able to get to. Okay. I kind of want to read some here and there as they become relevant. Sure. Um, There's this one uh, comment that we got on Reddit sure. and me quoting Titanic stuff with my mom. This message we got is, you know, it made me a little emotional because this person has a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Their comment ended with, I also like watching the movie because it gives me such a warm childhood nostalgic feeling. My dad and I used to love this movie, and he was always the one to watch it with me, and we would quote it back and forth always. He passed away two years ago, so whenever I watch this, it brings back great memories. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, I loved that comment because, Mm -hmm. you know, I I totally feel that. I feel like everyone has, like, some sort of memory connected to this movie Mm -hmm. if they've seen it. Yeah it's yeah. I love that message so something I really like as well there's so like we said there's so many little easter eggs and callbacks to other things throughout the movie so when Rose arrives at the Keldish she has so much luggage right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I love it, because when we meet young Rose, her family has so much luggage, yeah. and, uh, it's just kind of interesting to see how, like, you know, you can take the richness out of the girl, but...
1: because <laughs> she, we see her home now, and she lives a simple life, right? I mean, she's got, like, like yeah. I said, cluttered, but, you know, it's, it's a very modest house, and, you know, she's mm-hmm. got, like, goldfish, and, um, yeah. you know, she never, she's not living this, uh, aristocrat life no. anymore, obviously, but, um... So is she supposed to be American? I, I was gonna ask you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. I, I thought so, but uh, I didn't know if I was just interpreting it wrong.
0: No. Yeah, she's American. It's just it's just cute the way she has yeah. all that luggage, and I love again. Lewis doesn't exactly travel light, <laughs> does she? It cuts to her setting up in her little stateroom, and she's putting all her pictures out on the bureau. Or mm-hmm. the- yes. Are your staterooms
1: all right? Oh yes, very nice. Oh, have you met my granddaughter, Lizzie? She takes care of me. We met just a few minutes ago.
0: Remember, Nana, up on deck? Okay.
1: There. That's nice. Have to have my pictures when I travel.
0: And And, you know, it's like, and we don't know yeah. what's in these photos, which is a setup. This yeah. is a setup for the last scene of the movie, which is crazy. You know, this movie does so many things like that where things come full circle Mm -hmm. whether it be 20 minutes later or the very end of the movie so going into these amazing moments here uh, you know Brock says can I get you anything is there anything you'd like yes I would like to see my drawing it's beautiful yeah
1: I, was, I like how she says that. I mean, yes, I'd like to see my drawing. Like, it's so cute. Like, she's so adorable, this old lady.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, I don't know. She's just like, oh, man, I just love this lady.
0: <laughs> oh, because it's so funny because so many people love to hate on old Rose. Really?
1: Oh, man, she's so good.
0: A lot of people don't like Rose as a character. They think she's, like, selfish. and. Really? you know just self absorbed and whatever but
1: old rose is amazing
0: yeah it's like you got to put yourself in her position right yeah. like she lived a life man yeah. if i were her i would be sassy into my old age like i've said <laughs> yeah. you know she knows a thing or two about a thing or two yeah. you know <laughs> so she goes to see the drawing and this music that's playing is just so perfect Oh, She looks at the drawing and you see, you know, they cut to the drawing in the the protective water or whatever and the water's like rippling over the drawing and it's, that alone just Mm -hmm. gives you this little feeling and it cuts back to her eyes looking at it and she closes her eyes and we get our first glimpse back into 1912 and it's so simple but it's so effective and every single time it pulls me in and I want to shed a tear. And I also just, something I love is... The filters that, you know, James Cameron uses and, like, the tones. The tones for the present day, it's, like, kind of blue. Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: I don't know how to describe it, but it's just a little rougher, just more natural. Mm -hmm. And then, like, they cut back to this quick snippet of 1912, and it's so warm. Yeah. The tones are just these reds and these yellows and these oranges and these browns. Like, it's just so great. It's just this close-up on Jack's eyes him a shot of him from like over the shoulder like drawing it and then just a super super close-up of his eyes presumably obviously looking at her while mm-hmm. he's drawing oh uh, and there's just something about it you know man it's like it's like this is her memory and she's thinking back 84 years you know like we've talked about and it's like she remembers it so vividly so warm as if it was yesterday mm-hmm. you know and, and there's just something about it in mm-hmm. the music that's playing It's this magical sounding score You know, I can't even describe that um, You know, everything that that one little snippet Encompasses, right? There's yeah. just so much
1: I mean, it's just not I mean, because she doesn't have any photos of Jack I'm guessing, mm-hmm. you know She literally is just going based off these five days That they have together And mm-hmm. he, he's ingrained in her, in her mind forever but it's just, it's crazy. Like, it's like she wanted to see this picture, not just so she can see the picture, but so she can see all these things that come with it and feel them, right? I mean, mm. obviously she feels them anyway, but like it's just more vivid when to her when she's looking at this paint or this painting, this drawing. Well,
0: because again, it's like it's like it's like what we were saying about how. When you uncover something like that and you wonder, you think, who had this? Like, Mm -hmm. looking at this, you're transported almost to, you know, the person that had held this. And so for her, it's almost like this is being close to Jack again, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is something he created. Yeah. You know, again, like she thought she'd never see again. And she's just there and she's looking at it and it's taken her back and his signature's there. And it's, you know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. this is, she has something.
1: And and it's, and it's funny because Brock is obsessing about the necklace and -hmm. she's like, oh, it was heavy. Like who cares about that? (laughs) Like I, this is the real treasure And at the end of her life. What's the most important, the most important like physical thing is, his drawing because it reminds of what it means to her. It's, there's no value of it to her. It's priceless. Right. Mm-hmm. But even though Brock is seeking this thing that's worth more than the Hope Diamond or whatever, mm-hmm. but she's like, no, that th- th- who cares about m- that? Money's not the issue. It's it's the actual connections that you have, the, the sentiment that you have to these, these memories.
0: Uh, but yeah, man, it's like that one little snippet where she closes her eyes and imagines every single time I watch this movie, it just gives me chills. Mm-hmm. It makes me so emotional. There are so many scenes in this movie. Almost every frame of this movie makes me emotional. Like, I can't even explain it to yeah. you. Like, um, And, you know, especially after you've already seen the movie and you know Jack's fate and everything, mm-hmm. it's just touchstones, like emotional touchstones of the passage of time mm-hmm. and life and death and how all of that ties together and memories that stuff is always relevant to every single yeah. living person.
1: Yeah, and that's well, that's a cool thing. It's it's not just the emotion of Rose and Jack and their relationship. It's it, even before you know about that, there is emotion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because you mm-hmm. everyone knows what happens at the Titanic. Like, unless you are living under a rock, or even then, you probably still know. Mm-hmm. But just the that that subtext of knowing what's going to happen to this ship. Like, there is already that emotion. Like before I I really watched this movie all the way through. It was emotional, even just watching. I mean, and the the music really uh, punctuates that, too, the score. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, just no, like, it, it, like we said before, it's haunting, right? Like watching mm-hmm. them, uh, like, explore this wreck because it's so emotional. Because you know what happens. Like, thousands of people lost their lives, and uh, there's just that, like I said, there's just that that subtext to this whole entire movie, just regardless of the Rose-Jack thing. It's just emotional anyway. Yep. So, so even if the Rose and Jack thing doesn't connect to you, the whole disaster of the Titanic should resonate with you anyway, mm-hmm. even if the other thing doesn't, but...
0: It's such a human story.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing here is... Uh, the passage of time that's like one of the main themes the movie um, Mm -hmm. touches upon is the passage of time So, yeah, so you had mentioned, you know, Brock's telling her all about the necklace and, you know, making sure she actually knows all the information. You know, she's like, oh, yeah, I would imagine someone named Hockley had the necklace and whatever. He's like, yep, yep, Pittsburgh Steel Tycoon.
1: (laughs) Paxton's so over the top.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Again, with the way he says everything that his son, Kaladin bought his fiancee, you. (laughs) Oh, man, he's so funny in
1: this.
0: Yeah. You, you know, and they say, take a look at the date on the drawing, mm-hmm. April 14th, 1912. So, if your grandmother is who she says she yeah. is, she was wearing the diamond the day the Titanic sank. And that makes you my, my new best, best friend. friend. <laughs> oh, and just his man.
1: teeth, like when he says it, dude. He's, he's got like those iconic, that like, iconic grin. <laughs>
0: The way they hold on that frame of, like, him just smiling for, like, an extra five seconds or something. (laughs)
1: Oh, man, Bill Paxton.
0: So they say, like, these are some of the things we recovered from your stateroom. And, uh, again, this is, again, these are setups. These are all
1: setups. This is part two, just with the mirror. Like, back before, you know, technology and stuff, these are the things you really it were ingrained in your head like how this this little mirror looks or how this hair clip looks like these mm-hmm. things were of value to you because they weren't as we weren't as jaded about them back then right so right. like when you're looking at this mirror you remember what looking at that mirror was 80 years ago because mm-hmm. it meant something to you and then looking at it again 80 years later it's just it's like a quick jump cut you know from how you look then to how you look now This was mine. How extraordinary. And it looks the same as it did the last time I saw it.
0: The reflection has changed a bit.
1: That's a good line.
0: Um, It's the passage of time, and and I think originally when when she had turned the mirror over, they originally had put in an effect of young Rose in the mirror. Oh,
1: that would have been super corny. It would have
0: been terrible. It would have been terrible. That was a good. So I'm so glad they took that out, and 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 it's good because you know we don't want to see young Rose yet, you know.
1: And that's why I'm glad they didn't show her, um, in her flashback to the the drawing. Yeah, see her, and Mm -hmm. I I I thought about that. I was like, that's cool that they didn't show her yet.
0: Yeah, it's like it's mainly from her perspective, right? Yeah,
1: but then it's iconic when we finally do see her in the next scene, yep. right? So that's cool.
0: Yeah. hmm But yeah, the mirror is a setup. We see her using the mirror later in the mm-hmm. movie for like a split second. And then the butterfly comb is like an iconic little piece of the movie uh so you know it's super nice when she grabs it and she just kind of holds it dear to her a little bit and you know we don't know what significance that holds yet but it's like we don't need to know it's like we know that like this old woman is like looking back at these things she once oh yeah
1: it's i mean i don't remember her using it but it still was like super poignant to me watching the butterfly comb no i don't remember that no
0: oh yeah she takes it out of her hair before the drawing and then she's also wearing it during the flying scene
1: oh okay See, I, um, I remember that. Wait, how do they know this yeah. was all her stuff?
0: They have the records of the rooms, right?
1: Oh, so they probably went back to the her room.
0: Yeah, well, because think about it. Anyway, uh, her suite was Cal's suite, and they know that Cal had the diamond. Mm-hmm. That's true. So they that must have they recovered some stuff from the. Oh, that's a good room. point
1: because that's why they were they were in his room in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they just assumed that it was her stuff. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, a, a cheesy line. Yeah, that kind of you know kicks things off as the are you ready to go back to titanic
1: okay i'm glad i'm glad though that he's getting like all the cheesy lines and instead of it just being different characters like at least you can (laughs) just say okay it was just bill paxton's getting all the (laughs) super cheesy lines (laughs) <laughs> like I'm like glad that's that, just like, who this character yeah, is it's, it's just this character is getting the cheesy line <laughs> Oh I, I forgot to mention She says when she looks at the Drawing for the first time she says wasn't I a dish To her granddaughter mm-hmm. So I guess like she was originally It was written for her to say wasn't I a hot number But then Gloria Stewart Said that she didn't think it would be in Rose's Character to say that so she Came up with wasn't I a dish
0: Yeah that's actually written in the in the Screenplay oh, book cool. as a little fact
1: Yeah yeah yeah
0: uh, yeah.
1: That's cool. I mean, and she's so proud of, like, how she looked, You know, she's like, man, like, I look pretty good, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. That cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool, yeah. That's cool. And so, it cuts to um, Lewis showing Rose a simulation of the Titanic sinking, which... People people have called this out before It's like why are you showing a person Who was on the Titanic how it's saying
1: <laughs> Well that's the whole thing He's kind of like you know He's like kind of showing off his uh, Like, he doesn't care who he's talking to. He just wants to show yeah, exactly. his science, knowledge, and all this stuff. Yeah, you know? and,
0: and and that's why I like the way that they had him do it, too, because he's such an oblivious character. Yeah. Like, like, he wouldn't even think about the fact yeah, he that he's care. like, I'm telling this to a person who was on the Titanic. Yeah, he has no perspective. Like, you know? He's
1: just very matter-of-fact. Like, yeah, we're uncovering some old ship uh, remnants, and, yeah, we're trying to get to this diamond.
0: And it's, again, it's like, it's like I had mentioned this about how these treasure hunters and Brock and his team are kind of the people who don't get the emotional mm-hmm. um, element yeah. of everything. Yeah, I had, like, this epiphany when I was reading the illustrated screenplay. There was small little chunk of dialogue that was removed which I feel like they maybe should have kept in so uh, Bodine uh, Louis Bodine he's telling Rose and you know Lizzie he's like oh we've put together the largest database of everything on the Titanic Mm -hmm. we have the sinking simulation whatever whatever he's getting all excited to like show them and Brock interrupts him and says Rose might not want to see this Yeah, and she says no it's okay I'm curious
1: wait that's the line that they were going to put in
0: yeah.
1: Okay, that makes a lot more sense, but that's weird that they didn't.
0: It says they cut it for, like, pacing or something.
1: Because, well, yeah, when you're going through a, a screenplay, like, uh, like I've written a couple of scripts before, and, like, when you're going through, you, like, you realize how much of it you don't need to put in yeah. there. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. So I mean,
0: just reading through the book, it, I can see, I'm like, yeah, I can see why they would cut some of this stuff. Yeah. But I feel like that... I kind of like that. I wish I kind of kept it. Like, him being all excited and then Brock being like, wait, wait, like, Rose might not want to see this. This might be traumatic, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Uh, And then her saying, like, no, it's okay. I'm curious, you know?
1: Yeah, that's really cool.
0: It was interesting reading that. I was like, okay, well, that explains why, you know? And not only that, I also realized that, you know, Lizzie, Rose's granddaughter, I'm pretty sure she has no idea that Rose was even ever on the Titanic.
1: No way. Really? Yes. because. She has to.
0: No, because think about it. First of all, she doesn't even believe that it's Rose in the drawing. Like, she says, you really think this is you, Nana? Because it's like, she's like, why would this drawing be on the Titanic? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then not only that, it was always weird to me, though, because Rose has a bunch of pictures of herself when she was younger. Like, why doesn't Lizzie recognize her younger? Yeah, that's true. Like... I mean, think about it. We jump, you know, we jump around a lot talking about this movie, because yeah. how can you not? Um, towards the end, when she's done telling the story, she says, I've never told this, not to anyone, not even your grandfather. So, wow. and then she says, like, yeah. a woman's heart is a deep ocean of secrets or whatever. So, yeah. you know, so yeah, I'm pretty sure she kept huh. this to herself. I guess I never really
1: thought of that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess I always just assumed that it was. she just didn't know the story about Jack and Matt. Oh, yeah, it's crazy.
0: I think that's something to think about as well, because Lizzie is watching the simulation with Rose. Like, you know, she's holding, Mm -hmm. you know, standing behind her in the wheelchair. And so I think Bodine, you know, I think Lewis is showing Lizzie the simulation as much as he's showing Rose the simulation. Yeah. Because I think Lizzie's like, what? The Titanic? I don't know anything about this. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) What's the Titanic? I
1: don't know this.
0: Well, because, again, like, when Rose is overhearing yeah. this stuff on the TV, like, Lizzie's, like, really confused. She's like, what is it?
1: And, and, and more on that, like, uh, I, j- I just think it's it's interesting because obviously people knew about the Titanic mm-hmm. before this movie. But I guess I just, it's just curious, like, how did we see this wreck? Like, did we see it as, um, like, how do we hold it in our heads? Like, and it's kind of interesting exactly. to see that through Lizzie's eyes like how did did, it was just just some you know because you think of something that happened at this point 80 years ago and like Mm -hmm. think of 80 years ago from now Mm -hmm. like are we holding disasters and stuff like that I mean obviously it's a big disaster but are we holding it in the same regard 80 years later as we would if like we saw a movie on the disaster right especially one that was really impactful Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know it's just interesting to kind of I mean obviously we'll never know like it's it, it, now it's synonymous with this movie now
0: an old news report from 1998 popped up on my YouTube recommendation and it was mm-hmm. like it was talking about the popularity of Titanic and how it skyrocketed since the movie. Oh, yeah. And this was only 2 weeks after the movie was released in
1: theaters. Yeah. There was only one dramatically incomplete voyage, but 85 years after she went down, Titanic endures. A ship no one apparently can get enough of at the movies.
0: Iceberg right ahead.
1: On Broadway. in books and soundtracks. Even artifacts from the ship are drawing record crowds in Florida. The real RMS Titanic was the wonder of an age, a technological marvel, supposedly unsinkable. But she lived only five days. The biggest liner of its day has inspired the most expensive movie of all time, a $200 million epic that Hollywood naysayers predicted would be a bigger disaster than Titanic's original voyage. It spurred album sales and a run on bookstores for something, anything Titanic. Can't keep the books on the shelf. As soon as we put them on, they're gone. All this
0: stuff, like oh. suddenly, only two weeks after the movie. Um, yeah, like is... I wonder
1: what that enthusiasm was like. Just to think of that in in that perspective is interesting. I think because
0: like we've talked about it before about it being like maybe like a cult interest. Yeah, sure. But should've. I don't think it was in like the general public hearts That's and so minds. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, so this simulation is super important. And, Mm -hmm. you know, back in the day uh, when it was out, like a lot of film reviewers were calling this like a stroke of genius for the storytelling.
1: But Cameron prepares us for what's going to happen. There's a little documentary animation that they show to the old woman. So we know what to look for. And then he structures this film so that we understand how and why the ship is sinking. Titanic is in the great tradition of Hollywood epic filmmaking. Oh, it's very exciting. And I want to reemphasize the point you made about at the very beginning of the film, she is shown and we are shown using computers intelligently in a movie. Yes, a yes. computer simulation of how it sunk, what happened that it got too close it couldn't steer very mm-hmm. well, all of that. So we now have a blueprint in our mm-hmm. heads for exactly what happened for the rest of the picture. Mm-hmm. That's a masterstroke of storytelling. And it's still when it happens it's like The most one of the most powerful parts of the the movie is when you see the boat snap in half, ship, the ship snap in
0: half. Its purpose is so that we don't have to think about the mechanics of the sinking Mm -hmm. once it gets to the sinking, you know. So when the ship is like, as he says, bobbing like a cork for a couple of minutes, like. Jack and Rose don't know what's happening in that moment, but we know because, you know, we were already told that it took a minute to flood and, you know, all this stuff, you know, you know what I mean? So it's so it's really it's handy. And I liked what the illustrated screenplay wrote. It said that it explains the bizarre motions of the ship. Um, yeah. If we were watching it without the sinking simulation knowledge, we'd be like, "Why is it vertical?" Yeah, it's, <laughs> like,
1: you yeah. Know
0: what I mean yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> that's definitely interesting too. I think I feel like we talked about this too in the past, but um, yeah, it's interesting that it, again, it's a subliminal. You just it's mm-hmm. it's there subliminally in our heads. We're not really thinking about it, but because mm-hmm. we saw it before, when it happens later on, yeah, like you said in the past, like we're not focused on the mechanics of the sinking were more so focused on the, the
0: emotion and the, the motion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's really interesting. Like I think, mm-hmm. and, and as much as I give uh, James Cameron flack about his, his dialogue and stuff, he, he's really a master of um, connecting things and like uh, driving emotion and knowing how to isolate emotion mm. instead of, uh, and, and making us not really think about other things. Yeah. He's nope. really good at that.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I like the way it specifically said the bizarre motions because mm-hmm. I didn't even think about it in that way of of the fact that the way the ship sank might not be the way the average person would imagine a mm-hmm. sinking. So I think it's helpful in that way as well. they are just a lot of little things like that. Yeah. That's not even really a little thing, uh, but you know, it's it's just another thing in this movie that works really well. Yeah. And then it's also important because this scene pretty much sets the thesis, kind of, I guess, for what for the whole movie. You know, she looks she's shown the simulation, and then she says Thank you for that fine forensic
1: analysis, Mr. Bodine. Of course the experience of it was somewhat different.
0: Will you share it with us? And and that's it right there. There you go. I mean, this is the whole point of the movie. The point of the movie isn't, you know, the technicalities of everything. I mean, that's the groundwork for that is laid down right with that quote. So as you know, Brock's like, will you share it with us? You know, Rose gets up for a minute and she looks at the screens of, you know, all the footage that they filmed from inside the wreck. Mm And again, like, this is the flashbacks, like, again, this is the perfect title for this scene, Reflections of the Past, Mm -hmm. because it's more of what we got with that flashback of Jack, right? Oh, it's just so good. You know, she's getting very worked up emotionally, Yeah. you know, looking at all of this. And again, it's like she only spent four days or whatever on the Titanic. But, you know, these people have no idea how much of an impact that could leave on this person, you know? Yeah. This was a life-changing event yeah. for this woman.
1: And her reaction's very real, I think. Like, just her, you know, kind of like, oh, Like, seeing the drawing didn't bring back the wreckage of it. But it'd be, it's weird to see it, because she was looking at it underwater. She's looking at the actual wreck. It just, like, has to evoke all these emotions. And just, like, the trauma... That ev- evokes, I think, the trauma of it, whereas the drawing evokes the sentiment behind it mm-hmm. it's cool that you saw both of those different sides of her memory
0: yeah and, and again we get little glimpses of the past So, like she looks at this door that she remembers and we get yeah. a flashback from her perspective walking through it mm-hmm. and, you know the doorman opening those doors for her and it's like it's just like you know we talked about it in ghost ship of how the little like tinkering of the piano that they put in just stuff like that that like reminds you that this place used to be alive and thriving and it was this beautiful ship and these little shots just like pull you in more and more of wanting to see what it used to be like you know and it's like and we know we're gonna get that you know like we know we're we're gearing up for when we finally see it yeah and they and they do the the music editing with it too like as she's walking to the door she hear the of like you know like the band that would always be playing Mm -hmm. and stuff and it and it sort of echoes it's just perfect like because because you're um it's it's the way a memory would be yeah you know, exactly. like you don't remember every moment of every memory. You remember glimpses. Yeah. Like she probably remembers like walking through those doors for a second and, you know, a little bit of the music that might, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, oh, it's just yeah, it's perfect. That was
1: a, yeah, like it was very real, even, yeah, even the flashbacks and even just how she reacts to it. I did that, that just quick sequ- sequence is really effective. mm
0: Uh, And again, I love how defiant she is, too, the way Lizzie's like, oh, I'm going to take her to bed. Like, you know, I'm going to do this for her. Rose lived a lot of that in her in her growing up, you know, that we get to see of like everyone trying to control her and like have her do, you know, what they want. She's like, I'm taking her to bed. No, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? I survived a shipwreck, woman. (laughs) She's like, I'm telling my story, lady. Like, I'm not going to bed. No, you know, I came all the way out here. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so she, so Rose sits down and Brock takes out the tape recorder (laughs) to record it. And it's kind of funny. Like, I don't think he was expecting to get the whole (laughs) life story of of the experience. He just kind of wants to know where this diamond is. She sits down again, like, he expects her to not remember because she's old, you know? And he's like, just try to remember anything, anything at all. And again, with the sass, do you want to hear this or not, Mr. Lovett? You know, she says the, it's been 84 years line. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is quite a meme these days. Really? Uh, yeah. You mm-hmm. ever see mm-hmm. the gif? Like, everyone uses it for, like, no. <laughs> when, you know, it's been a long time since something. They put the, it's been 84 years. I <laughs> have
1: seen that. That's a good one though.
0: And it's perfect. You know, she says, it's been 84 years, and I can still smell the fresh paint. Mm-hmm. And something I love about that that I never thought of before, that I, you know, I've heard some other people mention recently um in my you know looking into the movie a little bit further cameron is tapping into all of your senses yeah and with that line he is able to tap into your smell
1: Cause you know what paint smells like right It's just, exactly yeah.
0: so it's like i can still smell the fresh paint and it's like you immediately imagine what fresh paint smells yeah. like i mean that right there sort of puts you in the situation And he kind of
1: like he channels like you know, a storybook writer. And people say, you know, when you read a novel, you can kind of feel things a little bit more than when you watch a movie. But in this sense, um, it kind of has those elements as well. Mm
0: -hmm. No, but I love that when I realized that I'm like, wow, he really tapped into my smell right there. (laughs) And so, you know, and then she says, you know, so I can still smell the fresh paint. And that's a true statement from Titanic survivors. A few of them have said that They'll never forget the smell of fresh paint. Going on to this brand new ship, the china had never been used. Yeah. The sheets had never been slept in. That kind of taps into my touch as well because I'm like imagining what a freshly made Same. bed would feel like yeah. to get into it, and like you know the the new sheets, and you know like whenever I make my bed and I put new sheets on it, I'm like ooh, I love that feeling. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like I, I feel that too, and you you just imagine it and you put yourself in that situation. It's been. 84
1: years and I can still smell the fresh paint the china had never been used the sheets had never been slept in Titanic was called the ship of dreams and it was it really was
0: And then we move into the next scene, which we're going to be talking about in the next episode. Mm -hmm. So we're moving on to Southampton. Mm -hmm. All of our socials will be in the description of this podcast episode. If you like what you've been hearing so far, please feel free to leave us a review. If you have any thoughts that you would like to share on any specific scene, please email us at scene at gmail.com so that we can hear all of your wonderful perspectives Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time.
1: See ya.